What's yours? Uh, well, I'm about to tell you. So, Russell Dean Earnshaw. Oh, what a terrible middle name. Um, uh, on the pod here with Elliot Daniel Blackmore. We should always introduce the middle names from now on. That's, uh, that's my latest rule of pod club. Um, uh, hope you, how are you, mate? You well? Yeah, I'm good, mate. All good. Thank you. I love the way you've dressed for an interview. Smart, you know, no time, bit, you know, bit relaxed. Yeah, smart cash. Let's call it smart cash. How's, um, and there's the Labradoodle. Mate, great yeah. to have you on. Obviously, uh, just let's delve straight in. What, I mean, have we ended up on the podcast? I guess, same question I asked Wilco. What, what are you doing sat in your, your nice kitchen while I'm laid on my bed? Uh, what's, what's going on? Um, well, I mean, I realised the other day, 2018 was my 10th year of coaching. Nice. Uh, started off as a player, obviously that didn't, that wasn't the most successful journey. Uh, ended up injured, fell into coaching whilst at university, which was, can you do a bit of coaching whilst you've got a knee damaged? And before you knew it, I was, I was fully in, in love with coaching and teaching. And yeah, I'm at, I'm at Gravesend at the moment. Um, working with a couple of really good coaches trying to make a bit of a change and and push some uh, push some creativity that way so nice yeah. So, yeah, so that's the that's the evening job is it so the evening job is Gravesend yeah evening jobs Gravesend and the and the blog but the the day job is uh, um, advisory teacher for social emotional mental health or SEMH as it's called now so uh children with what we would classically call behavioural children. Uh, we now class as social, emotional, mental health. Nice. And this is uh, obviously a big big piece of work generally for kids um, in, in the world at the moment. My wife works in that world as well, so I'm always kind of finding out that I know less and less and that I know I keep peeling back the layers and going... I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about, if I'm honest. So, um, so that's that's one of the reasons you're on the pod, which is exciting. Um, well, well, let's dive in. I mean, look, what's your, you know, from a well, let's go, let's go Gravesend first. Tell me what what type of stuff. What are you learning? What's going on at Gravesend? Uh, I'm learning lots. I'm working with, like I said, two uh, really challenging, in a good way, coaches that keep me on my toes, make me think constantly. Uh, we're just trying to create something down there where we're we're looking at developing in a really good learning environment that's based on you know making mistakes, but more importantly, recognizing when if we made a mistake, how we change our behaviour to match the learning as such, the growth part of it. Cool. So, what, what does challenging mean? So when you say the coaches are challenging in in a good way, what does that mean? Keep me on my toes, critical friend type thing, you know, lots of, oh, how are we doing here? What is, you know, is that the best thing you can do? And the other way around as well, we're working well as a little group of coaches. So it's definitely a, um, a learning environment for us, for sure. And, uh, you know, sort of, uh, sort of things you'll see at Gravesend at the minute, like last night, for example, we had a, an indoor session. We had a game of Quidditch and uh, we did some rondos, which was, games based which was uh, levels based so you know scored this amount of tries in this set time then you opened up a section of the pitch which was bigger oh, and it just grew and grew and grew and yeah it was in the end it was full 
we were inside, so it's badminton courts, mm. but it just grew, you know, rectangle, 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 rectangle. It was massive in the end. Oh, it was really good. like the dancing in the uh, 90s, going rectangle, rectangle, little rectangle. Big fish, <laughs> little fish. <big laughs> <fish. laughs> nice. And is that, so that's senior men, so that's senior men. Yeah. Uh, and what's the differences? What's the differences between that and and your day job? What's the stuff? And what's the stuff that you're transferring between between the two? Loads. I mean, I've got a lot of previous experience working with or coaching uh, with children, academies, things like that. And we're all humans. And as you've rightly said once before, you know, put your hand up if you were once a child. You know, it's we're all children at one point yeah. in our lives. So. You know, actually, we forget that sometimes people go, oh, well, you know, they're adults. You know, you mustn't apply those rules that we have for adults, you know, mm. for children as such. But actually, a lot of the time, it's about behaviour, connection, you know, getting to know each other and then developing our relationship. And, yeah, it's pretty simple stuff. But well, it works play. in both worlds. It does, it does. And it transfers. And, you know, you can go, I work for the um, DPP uh, with uh, Saracens. And, you know, connection with those with those kids is just as important as connection with the adults yeah getting them to really get the best out of them you've got to know them so yeah nice strong answer you're fueling all my biases there around how important connection is um and what about the day job so tell me about it what's the type of stuff um, now give me give me your four or five top tips for that you, or, or learnings that you're taking from your day job that you're applying into your in your coaching at Saracens and your coaching at Gravesend. Okay, so I think I always I always say three things when it comes to so obviously my my day job is quite you know quite a lot of children with reasonably uh, high level behavioural or behaviours that challenge. Um. And just because those behaviours that challenge are challenging doesn't mean they're not the same, but just in a different context. I hope that makes sense. Um, and what I always say is, you know, if we're going to look at purely behaviour, then then don't focus on that. Focus on what's what's causing the behaviour. Yeah. Uh, and a really good quote that I love is, uh, uh, I'll try and remember who, I don't know who said it, but it's, goes along the lines of if we teach no we teach children how to hold the pen we teach children how to uh take turns but we punish behavior and that's a really powerful message i think sometimes we forget that actually especially when it comes to children they need to be helped to see the way when it comes to right and wrong you know impulsive behavior things that maybe we forget we do along the way um Top three tips. Here you go. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Catch them doing something good at least three times a session. Right. Love that. <laughs> I do love it. I mean, that would, that's a brilliant, um, that's better than any challenge card we've ever done. You know what? This is the, this is the reason I say it. When I, become, when I was an NQT, I worked at an inner city school in, uh, well, inner city London, Robert Hive. And I, my mentor was an amazing guy. He was a PE teacher. He was, he was reasonably young. You know, he was, he was a cool guy. And then there was the old gnarly, scary PE teacher that, you know, had been around the, around the school for 35 million years. And you know, he had dust on him and all sorts. 
And he said to me, Elliot, whatever you do, don't smile till Christmas. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, my God. So I took his advice, but it was really bad advice because yeah. then you develop that connection with the kids, you know, anyway, you know. And um, I'll never forget, I, I was trying to preach to, the, uh, to this, these kids in the school and, and their biggest, um, most powerful, motivating sport was football. And they had a Chelsea Academy there and it's huge. And um, they spent the entire time saying, oh, sir, 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 I just want to play games. I just want to play games. And I was like, no, you're going to do, you know, we're going to do the, the drills and we're going to do passing and pass to this guy and then pass to that guy. And then, you know, and then I thought, you know what? I spent half my time, three quarters of my time saying you can't play games. So I was like, yeah, we just play games and we'll just learn through playing games. <laughs> and that was and it, it meant that they were like fully engaged. And then, you know, in the six week placement, we started to develop a really strong relationship. And I thought, well, thank, you know, thank goodness. I, I eventually smiled. Yeah. And got to know them. Beautiful so that's, number, it is. that's number one. That's a good, we could stop the pod there. I mean, we could stop it there. <laughs> we can't because I've got two more. Okay. Go on then. Time in, not time out. Yeah, mate, stop it. Um, I've just been having a conversation with the coach last night that I wish we'd done this pod before because he was, we were talking about solution. He'd come up with some behavioural stuff and I was, it wouldn't be what I would have done, but I'm, 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 I wasn't there, so I don't know the context. So I'm always mindful of not knowing the context. But yeah. I think it was, I think the day after it was, there was some good learning. Not, not for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, you know, people will always say to me, well, you know, it's very easy to, to sit back and, and observe from afar and then come in and say, well, actually, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that when, I, you know, when I'm in the co- middle of a coaching session or middle of a teaching session with 30 challenging children, I'm not, I'm basically balancing plates and I'm pulling out left, right and centre strategies, but that's because I've managed to rank, you know, uh, maintain those strategies and seeing the success in them and often teachers and coaches don't have the time but if you give the time you'll see great rewards and time in rather than time out is you know if you think of the amount of times you said right you know you, you've not done what I'm asking go and have a bit of a time out well what's that telling the kid it's telling the kid that generally if he misbehaves he gets to leave and if he leaves, then that's kind of what he wants. Because if you really analyse the behaviour, that I'm telling you, you don't want to be there. So, yeah. Well, there's a big, uh, there's a, obviously there's a big movement on um, Twitter around ban the booths as well. And there's a couple of schools near us that have booths, and I think that it's become a bit of a go-to for you know. And obviously, it wasn't helped by that lady who put kids on naughty steps as well. So. No. For the right reason. <laughs> was, that, was that what was her name? The secret nanny or something? Or the... Yeah, secret nanny. Secret nanny. So just you know, yeah, that's cool. Your your third one better be good because one and I'll two. Will be the best if third one's terrible, then <laughs> third one's the best one. It's called rupture and repair. Oh, Suzanne Brown would love that. Don't don't forget the repair. Yeah. Rupture happens in relationships, but don't forget the repair. That's relationships become stronger when you've repaired them. <clears throat> cool. Give me, give me some examples. So you spoke about strategies you would use. You are juggling plates. You are juggling thirty kids. 
in a in a lesson in a sports session in a give me some of the stuff that you know you you what are you looking for actually i'm going to go two questions what are you looking for what are you noticing and then let's talk about some of the strategies that have worked for you in those contexts that you're in okay so looking for i think you're always looking for you know if you it's a difficult one. If you step into a coaching session with no experience, no knowledge of the children, you, you, you're really there, you're firefighting, you're being reactive to the kids. So you're going to have to literally balance the plates whilst they're learning. And generally under that condition, most children will, will really get some good learning in that environment. However, if you know the kids and you've coached them for a few weeks and you really know them, then you want to be taking some more proactive things. So like, for example, if you've got a group of kids and you know that two of them don't get on, you know, don't put them in the same group. Um, things like if you are asking the children to attend to you, use one set phrase that you're going to do for them to attend to you. Because yeah. a lot yeah. of the time we'll use a whistle uh, or we'll say, right, everyone, come on, everyone in. And then like two or three will come in and then five or six will come in. And then by then it's like, oh, and then the kid at the back that doesn't really want to be there will walk in because he's slow. And then we'll say, well, come on, next time you need to be faster. Well, actually, I don't want to be here. So that's the why I'm taking my time. Um, so have, have a phrase where you're saying, right, I don't know, it might be stop. It might be, uh, it might be a sly little one where you're saying to someone in the corner of the pitch, okay, and when the balls drop next, I want you to meet me you know, underneath that tree and you need to pass that message on to your teammates when the ball stops next. So then you start to develop that talk within them. Um, I mean, that's, for me, that's quite a powerful strategy, having something where you say, you need to attend to me. Um, And also from a a safety point of view, that's always quite a good thing to have as well. Um, If you're going to, if we're going to teach you know, good behaviour, and I'm thinking more along the lines of catch them doing something good, then my first go-to in school and in coaching now is clickers. You know, use clickers to catch them doing something good. Right, guys, in this session, our theme is respect because we're looking at our core values. So I'm going to see how many times I can catch you giving respect, and I'm going to use my green clicker. If we get to 200 times, then you get a, you know, we, we review it and you get a reward of sorts. Um, and also something that someone told me a really good piece of advice recently is have you ever thought of using, I know that this is very, it's a little bit more school than coaching, but it's no reason why this can't cross over, but you know, certificates that say I'm a proud parent of a child who has nailed respect. Yeah. 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 You know, there's no why reason that, why they Why is that not club? Why is that not club? Um, I don't know. Maybe it'd be Less because... Photocopiers. Less photocopiers in clubs and schools. Yeah, but it could be handwritten, couldn't it? I mean, it I, would, I, would, I would handwrite it. It could be, you know, on a... It could be a PDF on a, your phone and you send it over really quickly. It could be done. It's just, you know, we've got to remove those barriers sometimes. Yeah, um, and, and celebrating behaviours and character and all that type of stuff would be is 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 you know once again is fueling all my biases uh, the other thing i always say is uh, and you you know on that most recent behavior blog I, I i created it in an emoji which is 
um, you know, what you, what you see, iceberg, you see the top of the iceberg, you don't see what's going on underneath. You don't, and you don't know that and you'll never know that and no one can ever claim to know that unless they are inside that person's head. So you really need to be very mindful of that, even if they are children that are normally, you know, very you know, well-behaved as such, and they come in and things are different, then you need to work out what that is and manage, you know, manage the demands as best you can. And that's, you know, that's a good piece of, piece of advice. Yeah, I see a lot of coaches, and by the way, I'm definitely working hard on this, that would assume that they know what's in players' heads or what, how they're feeling, as opposed to actually, you know, forming connections, being curious, can, perhaps connecting away from the sport, better understanding them, so that you can have those conversations. Mm. I see a lot of people. A classic example in rugby is, you know, we we do a lot of stuff around um, wellness reporting, and it takes all kind of metrics and stuff. And I just listen to a Sean Williams thing the other day where they were talking about taking bloods of players. And I was thinking mm, there might be some other stuff you might want to think about asking or connecting with before you start taking blood off people. Yeah. Hang on. Right. Line up everyone. What's <laughs> your name? Oh, we're taking blood. <laughs> yeah. oh, how weird. And what do you, I mean, you touched a little bit on it. So <clears throat> obviously in, 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 in rugby, um, using rewards and consequences to change behaviour would be significant. I mean, when I say those words to you, rewards, consequences or punishments, I'm going to say punishments um, just to be really pro- um, provocative. Um, Bad word. You know, what, are you, what are you thinking? Um, if, you, if you pay attention to bad uh, if you give a high level of attention to behavior that is maybe challenging for you, you're just going to get more. Um, I think that if you reward the, if you reward the model, what you want to see generally nine times out of 10, you're going to get that from the, from the majority. You're always going to have some people that maybe don't, um, don't conform to that. And if they don't conform to that, that's because you maybe your relationship with them isn't strong enough um consequences you know punishment the same sort of they're, they're different they're different words are different meanings but you know if you do something wrong and for example in rugby if you you know you, you make a late tackle or you know you are rude to the referee you're going to get a consequence and that is right and wrong and that is life and you know part of a lot of people often say to me oh you know are you are you one of those strong believers in a no consequence environment? And actually, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all. I think there are places, you know, especially in other environments where consequences are absolutely key. But when we're working with you know the under fours or the under sevens or the under eights or the, you know those kids, you know, do we need to be really hammering them with consequences or could you try a more positive approach and see if it works because it does work quite a lot of the time give it a go <clears throat> and if, if it doesn't work just give them press-ups and laps exactly i mean the worst thing you can do i once heard someone say in uh, asda um if you don't if something like if you don't put that down sorry obviously all other supermarket brands are available yeah if you don't put that down i'm going to ground you Till September, and the kid was like, "Oh!" And it was in May. <laughs> <laughs> I 
obviously for the shock value, it may have worked. But if you had to follow through, yeah. you'd be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd probably lose, you know, all, you'd be like me, you'd lose all your hair by the end of it. You'd have, you know, if you had to follow through, if you're going to say something, you've got to follow through. Um, and you mentioned your blog. So what type of, um, where's that? Where can people find it? What type of stuff are you blogging about? What's the um, so magic? Yeah, it's all Magic Academy, but well, not all Magic Academy based because obviously it's it's a standalone thing. But um, it's about mainly about behaviour, children with autism, um, and how to integrate them into coaching and PE. Uh, obviously, I'm an ex PE teacher, so PE is a big passion as is sport in general. Um, we've got we've wrote an ebook which is about children with autism. We've got behaviour sessions on there. It's all free. Uh, it's rugbycoachesblog.co.uk um, and most recently we've just had First for Sport to or they're about to release a post on there about common injuries and how to address that which I think is really helpful for you know people that are volunteers because sometimes you don't know where to get that information yeah that's cool nice um, yeah I think I mean you know hopefully people are finding it useful you never know but either way, I'm enjoying it. We used it with hockey to design Project 71, so it was very useful. What um, And where else Where else can people, you know, if, if you were to go, look, what's the, what's your recommended reads? What's your recommended watches? Are there some websites where coaches or teachers or parents, are, you know, have got some stuff going on around behaviour? Any recommendations? As I said before, any books as well? Um, yeah, lots of books. I think website-wise, if you I forgot the name of the guy, there's a really good doctor that um, that does YouTube. I'll um, I'll find it and I'll I'll, let, I'll message it to you so you can put it in the in the, um, in the notes show links. But um, he he he's got some substantial videos on YouTube called Kids Do Well If They Wanna. Kids do well if they want. Okay, cool. And I watched that, and I was really quite wow. You know, it's it's often we hear, oh, you know that that child he can do all right if he wants to. You know, yeah. but he's not. Well, actually, if you listen to this, you know that's my big. That's a big video for me. Kids do well if they want to. The 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 psychologist will probably. I'm, I'm guessing it's Doctor Ross Green. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it. That's cool. Yeah, he does. I've seen a couple of videos. They're very good. Yeah, and there, you know, there is a number of Twitter. Obviously, Twitter is awesome for, you know, teachers and coaches to develop behaviour management. I saw last night there was a there was a couple of teachers on on Twitter that were that were talking about, you know, what's your top three tips for behaviour management? Teacher toolkit is really good, and there's no reason why those strategies can't be applied to coaching. Yeah. Apart from like it. Um and then there is uh sorry, the dog's just trying to throw a ball up in my face, which is always a bit you know, it's a bit strange while you're concentrating. Um yeah, I would say I mean there's loads and loads of books, but it depends on how you know serious you want to go on the whole like psychology of things. Um easy read, what's an easy read for coaches? Uh, there's a really uh, really good National Autistic Society book called Behaviours That Challenge, I believe. 
Okay. Um, and whilst that's based in, you know, it's from the National Autistic Society, so it's about people with autism, um, actually, if you apply those behaviour principles to behaviour in general, you know, you, you're not going to do badly. Yeah. Uh, we always we always say, you know, good autism practice or good SEMH practice is just good practice. So even if you're coaching or teaching, you know, it's just good practice. Just do your do your best, and and that's kind of the bottom line, really. Yeah, I'm learning lots from my wife at the moment. Luckily, she keeps you know she's doing some good stuff. Um, I'm just going to paint a couple of scenarios for you. I'm curious what your solutions might be. So, thirty kids. Uh, corner of your eye three or four kids just completely disengaged so just not even paying attention not involved in the game everyone else is having you know a, a reasonable time um what are you thinking what are you what, what happens do you leave 26 do you go over to four do you stop it what do you do uh i wouldn't i wouldn't stop it i would definitely make my way over and and almost drown in the fishbowl as such in between the two um you know if they're disengaged my first question is what's going on here why are they not interested in what i'm doing if they're not interested what can i do to make it interesting yeah uh you know if you think about if i think about when i was working um at uh, Blackie, for example, as their uh, community rugby coach in a primary school setting, we would often have children that were, you know, a substantial group of kids that were very engaged in it. And then there was a few kids that weren't really that engaged. And I suppose it's more about you need to find the root of why they're not engaging and then address that. Kids, what's wrong? Oh, we don't want to play rugby. We want to play football. Okay, go and play some football, but play it in this combed area so I can see them and maybe we can transfer the skills over. You know, you can't not join in, but let's see what we can do. Let's, let's negotiate our way down. And, you know, people are going to be up in arms that I've just said that, but you know, <laughs> I'm you've not got to be able to negotiate. You've got to be able to be flexible. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I mean, negotiating with kids, I spent half my life negotiating with, with our kids. <laughs> I got in trouble last night because I because uh, I gave um, I left Fred out of his phone in his bedroom for the first time at night and uh, and um, and then today he just texted my wife and said he got a he got a really good mark in his physics test and I was like I told you giving him the phone was going to work. <laughs> uh, here's another scenario. So I think Wilco sent me this one. He said. Um, parents come up to you and they say look if 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 those four kids that weren't engaged aren't uh, here next week our, our kids aren't going to be there so a, a whole group of parents come up to you and say look there's a there's a couple of kids there who are misbehaving our kids aren't coming back yeah so this is i've actually had two phone calls from not wilco but from two separate people asking me advice on on around you know, sort of what to do here and really i think my advice is that if you've got to that point, then really the relationship is is kind of already quite fractured. Um, and moving the children is not sending the best message, but losing a big group of children is not either sending the right message. Ultimately, you're, if you're in a rugby club, club has procedures. Um and you need, as a coach, you, or as a club, sorry, they need to find a way to best match everyone's needs. Uh, and the two people that I spoke to 
uh, one or one group of people decided that they asked the one player that caused quite a substantial amount of challenge in, in the group to leave. And um, another club asked uh, the player to um, join a different group. Now, I would say my my first response would be, you know, let's talk it through, let's work it out. And really, if a, if a, if a child has got to the point where there's a, a really challenging behaviour, then from me as a as a, a specialist behaviour person, I'd feel like I've let that child down. If they've got to that point, then I've not done my job properly. Now, as a as a grassroots coach or someone that maybe isn't. Uh, as experienced then they've got to really follow protocol of the club that they're working at or or for but really they need to think oh how could I've done that better next time if that child does have to go and play somewhere else how many uh, coaching courses have you been on that have involved some discussions like this no <laughs> I think that might yeah that might I mean obviously we chatted a bit with um Rich Shorter the other day around parental stuff as well I mean it's often the there's these conversations we're having and I'm I'm sure you're having lots more. Has there been any other kind of common questions so coaches have asked you about? Yeah, loads. Often they're based mm. around timeout, if I'm honest. How right. can I best use it? Um, and also, I've had a couple of people say to me things like, oh, um, I've said, oh, you know, we should do some CPD. Let's do some CPD. Let's talk about, you know, children with, maybe children with challenging behaviour or children with autism or... You know, and sometimes I've had people say to me, well, we don't have children with autism playing at this club. I say, whoa, hang on a minute. You do? You know, it's one in 89, I think, or one in 69 kids in the UK that have, you know, are diagnosed with autism, and there's probably a lot more. So you definitely do. Yeah, I just don't know. And there's a there's a really good role model. Autist, a man with autism, actually, I think he's got Asperger's, and he's a rugby player. His name's Tom Morgan. He's a really good role model. He's just trying to start up some mentoring. Uh, his mum is his sort of uh, go-to person on Twitter. He's uh, he's a really really good role model, and he was on Undateables recently. Oh, wow. um, he's a you know he says rugby. He's you know he's if his behaviour. I'm sure he said his behaviour was very challenging as a as a younger person, and rugby and sport in general really helped him through that. And you know, people that invested time in him and saw him rather than the behaviour made a big difference to him. I can't remember what club he's playing at, but it's it's a reasonable high level. Oh, um, Morgan, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I mean, he's very open to being contacted on Twitter and. You're, um, you must have lots of stories like that. So examples of, you know, you must get lots of, actually this is so, you, you, I'm assuming you get teachers say to you, yeah, but he doesn't behave like that in the classroom. So he, he's, you go, but he's fine at rugby or he's, or she's fine. <laughs> at rugby, or, I mean, do you have many of those conversations? Because, because a lot of this behavioural stuff I'm guessing is, is, is context specific or depending upon the environment. So what type of stuff have you learned about that? Loads. Teachers have a very challenging job because if they're trying to get, you know, off, if we look at the behavior as a behavior and we say, right, you know, what's this child telling us? The child's telling us that they really don't want to be there. And that's when as a teacher, you've got a real challenge there. So you've got to engage them in, in learning which is maybe not of interest to them 
where if they're coming to rugby as such or any sports club, then generally they're already 50% there. They're engaged most of the time. Um, but I get a lot of, um, you know, this child is absolutely fine at school and then at home he's really challenging and we call that the three o'clock bomb right. um, because they mask their anxiety or behaviour um, all day and then they they allow that to come out and they take the mask off um, and they, that comes out at home, uh, which I think is the, is the case for most children anyway. Um, and also you, I feel like, just drawing on some previous experience, if you really, really invest in, in, in the children and developing connections, even if they're really, really difficult, you know, you'll be able to work out, you, you'll be that liaison point, you'll be that secure part of their life where they might talk to you a bit more about certain things. And, and often I'm thinking from a group, of, a particular group of Blackheath um, players I work with, um, you know, you become that set thing every Sunday you're there, you know, and they open up to you. And, and that means that connection can develop quicker and it's stronger than maybe a teacher in secondary school that doesn't maybe have that same level of connection. Um, and yet, you're right. I'll get, I get that quite a lot. Oh, you know, he's, he's cool at rugby, but actually at school he's, you know, he's just, he's gonna, he's not going to last very long. And you think, well, you know, let's, let's work out why. What's, you know, what's he telling you? Yeah, what's he telling you? I like that. Suzanne Brown would, you know, talk a lot about attachment theory and secure attachment. Yeah. And clearly, you know, the, the role you're playing, you would often be that person for kids and help them make sense of the world to some extent as well. Yeah. Um, what, um, have you, have you used the stuff you've done on the pitch to help those kids be, you know, to maybe make some progress in the classroom? Have you done that? Apart from bribing them and saying you can't play rugby unless you behave in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever said that, to be fair. I tried to always avoid that at cost. Um, so the, the two people that were talking on Twitter last night, they, they were asking for their top three tips. And I just, I watched the conversation organically grow as you do on Twitter sometimes. Uh, and the best tips I saw come up there were well-planned lessons, know your kids, and then um, something along the lines of uh, basically what match the, the lessons to their interests. Right. And if you can do that in coaching, then, you know, that should directly cross over. If you think about that, you, you know, a while ago there was that talk of, I forget that you done a podcast about the gamifying of, of coaching sessions. Yeah, it's Amy Price stuff. Yeah. Amy Price, yeah. So, for example, if we've got a group of children, let's say we've got in within school, this is, so this is not within a coaching context. Let's say they're on a really high level reduced timetable and they're only accessing one hour a day and they're using, most of that time they're using a computer game to get them just into school. Well, let's use that computer game to teach them some lessons. So let's make sure we're, you know, we're really, a lot of the time, it's not necessarily about me being that secure person with the child. It's about me enabling everyone around that child to look through that lens of that child and say, oh, I see it now. I get their point of view. Because as an adult, it's really difficult to look at children's points of view and think, 
they're right and I'm wrong. Yeah, that's good points. Um, have you got some questions for me? This is like a podcast first. I have actually. Are you ready for this? How many questions? I've got, well, I've actually got four questions. Did you come up with them or did Wilco send you them? No. Uh, Dan Buckland. <coughs> sent one. Dan, legend, from me. Future England rugby first 15 team manager, Dan Buckland. Too right. Um, so do you want his question first? Yes, please. He wants to know what the best feed you've ever had at any school or club is. Uh, interestingly, um, this, is, this is a hot topic at the moment because it's the Trinity dinner on Friday and I'm struggling to get there. So Trinity Croydon do the best. I mean, the school day last year, the barbecue was ridiculous. And they've got a dinner on Friday night and I love Anastasia so much. And I love the stuff they're doing at the school. I went to uni with the headmaster. They, they, they're rocking it. And then she read the menu out to me for Friday night. And I was like, oh, God, don't, please stop it. So they're pretty good. Uh, Bryanston are strong. They also have the best wood on buildings available. Um, <laughs> just really nice wood. Um, yeah, they're probably my top two, if I'm honest. Apologies to all other schools in the country. Yeah, other brands are available. Other brands are available. Right, so here's my first question. You ready? Yeah. So imagine we're in a Top Gun where we're in the film. Yeah. Right? Magic Academy was referred to by Mr. Richard Cheatham as Mavericks. So Magic Academy is the maverick of the film. Yeah. Who's Goose? Who's Viper? And who's Iceman to the Magic Academy? Bloody hell. Um, or you can just answer one of those. You, you, tell me, you tell me what you think. What does, what does Goose... What's Goose? He's the wingman. Who's the He's wingman? Oh, who's loads, the wingman? Loads of people. Be stuff like talent equation. Be, yeah, loads of, loads of people in that world. Uh, Rick Shuttleworth. Um, Marco Sullivan. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Coach Logic. Um, oddballs, um, kids, kids uh, across the world, some parents, some um, the um, clickers, clickers, headbands, uh, the amusements uh, arcade at Brighton, uh, at uh, Brighton and Blackpool Seafront, uh, all of the above. Cool. What's the next one? Um, well, what about Iceman? Who would be the Iceman? Who's Iceman? What's he doing? Iceman's the enemy of Maverick and Goose in the film. Oh, drills. <laughs> Spreadsheets. Excel. Microsoft Excel. Oh, the, uh, enemy. Um, yeah, and, and, and of course, you know, even just the word drill will create angst amongst me, but... That's just because of my definition of, you know, what the word is. So, but clearly there'd be some times with people where I wouldn't, I wouldn't always be in a game. It might be some isolated type stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, look at the shoot anyone that says the word drill. Um, uh, classrooms with seating plans, they're Iceman for me. Although you would, you know, you would recommend that actually having that plan would be useful in your world, I guess. I think a seating plan, yes, but I would say that we, if we were uh, 
I mean, actually, a really good book that I read last year was called End of Average. And that was because oh, I heard it recommended um, on Armstrong's podcast, I think. And um, if we were designed to sit in rooms on chairs for seven hours a day, you know, we would probably have chairs. We would have adapted and had chairs built into us. So we wouldn't have liked we wouldn't have legs. I'd say we'd have a seating plan, but we'd all be sitting on Swiss balls. Yeah. That's my ideal classroom. Yeah. Right, my last... I'll do, I've got two more questions, and they're quick-fire questions. Ready? Yeah. Zig or Zag or Gordon the Gopher? Gordon the Gopher. Party rings or ice gems? Party rings. Oh, party rings. <laughs> That's I it. Party rings. I'm on the 5-2 diet, and uh, I've got a head in. Um, and, I'm, and I've only got three days left to do another day of fasting, so I'm not that excited about it. Uh, no, no, imagine. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge. Um, mate, awesome to have had you on. Um, Thanks for having me. I really do. Where can people it. find you? So to watch your Twitter stuff, watch your, your website stuff is, is rugbycoachesblog.co.uk. Yeah, the Twitter handle is uh, rugbycoachblog. And my personal one is uh, at the Elite Fitness, which is a little bit random, but, you know, it is what it is. It's from yeah, days when I was a personal trainer, so many years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Rugby Coaches Blog is the main place. It's got my email address on there, should anyone want to ask. And feel free to contact me and ask questions. I get quite a few emails a week just saying, oh, you know, can you give me behaviour tips for this? Or, you know, what should I do with this child? And I try and always answer them. Um, before you go, I must just uh, I must just shout out to um, uh, Craig Gunny because he encouraged me to write the connection blog, and he really led me and and really sort of helped me see that you know the power of that that post. And to this day, it's the highest performing post we've ever had. Oh, right. um, like out out performs everyone by thousands so it must be tired tiring being gunny mustn't it oh mate he is i mean he posts at four o'clock in the morning australian time so yeah no, i was had a, had a skype with him the other day and i just felt energized by him and i thought i wonder if he needed to go to sleep immediately after um, look, I, I love the work you're doing. Clearly, that's why we wanted you on. Um, I love the fact that you'll respond to people because clearly everything's different in this world. There's no right or wrong. There's definitely some principles, and I loved your principles. You're going to remind me of them. as I'm going to remember them. So uh, time in, not time out. Yeah. Uh, see three positives. Catch them doing something good with a clicker. Catch them doing something good with a clicker. And then what was the third one? Rupture and repair. Correct. Attachment theory. Mate, loved having you on. Legend. Thanks, bud. Uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, take care, mate. Cheers, pal. Bye. Bye.